When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. Do you feel like we have crossed a little bit of a finish line? I know that the 49ers don't play for a long time. But man, this draft process has finally concluded. And really it hasn't because you still have all the undrafted free agents. I understand that's not part of the draft process. But man, what an an adventure. (laughs) What a roller coaster. And I am so glad to be here today uh, with you guys talking football and, and what kind of the whole goal of today. We're going to dive in individually on all of these prospects and we're going to do our due diligence. You, you guys know what we do here. It, it, it's it's always film, right? Uh, we're going to see what they do. We're going to see how that translates. And we're going to give each one of these prospects their due attention and give them their own episode and go through them and break down all that stuff. We've got time to do that. But today what I want to do One, I want to give some more stuff away. Hashtag countdown crew. Get that stuff in there. We'll talk about that in a second. But two, I also just want to kind of, you know, step back and kind of see the whole forest. You know, see the whole package that we put together and go over some of the press conference from John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. Because, again, you know, we we get a player and immediately you can see the film. You can see all the metrics and what that person's put on tape. And then try to figure it out. But whenever you hear from the coach and the GM, oh, this is why we like this guy. This is where we want this guy. It just it just helps us understand. It takes a lot of the guesswork out. So that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be here for a minute today. So buckle up, baby. Um, it, it's been a great week. I do want to say thank you to everybody that has been helping, you know, uh, just with this whole week. Uh, it, it was a dream come true to uh, be able to get out there and just talk the draft. For 11 and a half hours <laughs> with you guys today. Um, but, so here's what we got today. Uh, here's a giveaway. Check this out. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching wherever we are. This is a Trey Area t-shirt. Compliments of 49ers Hive. These guys are incredible. Uh, one of my favorite websites and Twitter follows out there. At 49ers Hive, H-I-V-E. Or 49ershive.com. 
Um, they are helping us give away a Trey Area t-shirt. It's absolutely incredible. All you got to do is hashtag CC. Um, that's it. Hashtag CC. That's all you got to do. So if you want this shirt, which is awesome, I bought one myself. I'm giving away a free one, uh, but I bought one myself because I love it. You know me. I'm a Trey Lance guy. So if you want to get this shirt, hashtag CC, you still got time. Put that in there. Uh, we're going to be giving that up and I, I, I giving that away. And also, we, we had a – this is kind of comical. It, it doesn't matter how much draft work you do. I did a predict the pick. One of our amazing Patreon subscribers that wishes to remain anonymous. Patreon subscribers are the most generous people in the world. It, he reached out to me, this individual, and offered me an autographed Brandon Ayuk picture to give away and have a draft competition to help promote the podcast. So here were the terms. This is hilarious. You're going to love this. I'm about to announce the winner of that. You had to pick five players. You could pick five players that the, you thought the 49ers were going to draft, right? It could be whatever round, whatever else. So like Trey Lance and whatever. Whoever got the most gets this autographed picture free of charge. Um, the problem was nobody got more than one person correct. Now, I put in the parameters of the, the tweet and, you know, all that stuff that we put out there. Tie goes to whoever submits fastest, right? So if two people had were tied with one, uh, who submitted it first and all that stuff. So uh, only one, only one uh, correct guess um, out of five. So that was interesting. Obviously, the correct guess was Trey Lance. Now, one person guessing picked up on any of the other people that we drafted, which, man, it goes to show you our front office, just kind of what they look like, because they go by the, <laughs> they have their own unique process there. And so, and we're going to find more about that. But the winner, I got to say, um, was Adrian R49, Adro. So just want to say congratulations, Adrian R49. So uh, reach out to me, message me. He's a Patreon subscriber. And, you know, if you're real big into these giveaways, I do want to let you know. Usually uh, Patreon subscribers, if I plan ahead enough, which usually I don't, I like to give them a little bit of warning for all these competitions. So if you want a little bit, you know, jump up to the front of the line, you still got to get the answer right. But a lot of times I'll tip them off. Hey, about to do a giveaway. Go check this out. Um, so anyway, congratulations there. I love it. So another giveaway coming. Let's jump into it. Let's start talking about this draft process because obviously, you know, we did the whole podcast on Trey Lance and you're going to get a whole bunch more Trey Lance content. That's never going to stop. Kids 20 years old still. There's a very real possibility. This is our quarterback for, you know, 15 plus years. It, it could happen. If he is what we think he is, what Kyle Shanahan thinks he is. And the thing that kind of keeps him, you know, the meter so high is he's stepping into such a great situation. So Trey Lance we'll talk about later. But I want to talk about Aaron Banks. Aaron Banks is a guy I liked, you know, went through a lot of Notre Dame film this year, offense and defense, because they had a lot of prospects. Very, very solid team. But Tommy Trimble, right? That was the guy <laughs> I was watching. And so here's the process, right? Okay, I'm going to break down Tommy Trimble. So I go to the All-22. And then what I do is I pull up, okay, who is every draftable player on Notre Dame's offense, okay? So I go through, and, you know, I'm cross-referencing and writing up little profiles on all these guys. Aaron Banks is one of them. Then I go, okay, well, who are they playing? Well, okay, Notre Dame's playing Clemson, okay? Who's every draftable player on Clemson's defense? And so I go through and do that. I do all of that before I can even get to the film, just so you know who it is you're looking at. And then you go through and you watch the film. 
and you start seeing people jump out and you're like, man, this guy's really, really good. I liked Aaron Banks, but I didn't do a draft write up on him because I didn't think he fit. Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have never even drafted a guard, not once. What do they do? They draft two guards, this one. Now, I wanted an interior lineman. Obviously, I wanted Creed Humphrey. They chose to go to a different way. They went with a true guard. And not only a true guard, a 6'3", 325 true guard. He is a monster. And, you know, the question was asked, and again, I didn't even think it was a possibility. I didn't even think he'd be on our board. Well, that question was asked to John Lynch about his size and what this means. So we'll go to the GM here. Uh, let him explain why Aaron Banks filled this need. I think, um, you know, obviously you always want the guy that's big, that can move, and is a scheme fit. And I think in this case, we believe uh, that we found a, a candidate for that. Uh, you know, we, we really grew to appreciate Aaron throughout the process. Um, you know, his, his film was very good at, at uh, Notre Dame. Uh, the Senior Bowl was a, was a positive look in person for us. Um, continued to grow there. And then, uh, you know, Mike McGlinchey's incessant, um, you know, <laughs> I'm, uh, cheering for him. Um, you know, but uh, he is a bigger guy, um, but uh, he, he moves exceptionally well. And so we think he's a really nice fit. It moves really well. That's interesting. And so I've, I've already done one Patreon breakdown on Aaron Banks. I'm going to be doing more. And so we're going to do a full episode. Our next episode is going to be all about Aaron Banks. It's going to be an Aaron Banks episode. It's going to be offensive line. We're going to have crazy amount of film clips. Juan Salas is already helping me with all those things. And so, again, if you want to see every single play this guy has, we're, we're giving you that over on Patreon. But what we're going to do the next episode, it's Aaron Banks. We're going to talk what it is and what he brings to the table. I don't think that he moves very, very well. But the one thing that I could say, a few things I could say. Number one, consistency. Number two, his quarterback never gets hit because of him. And three, he has no negative plays. Kyle Shanahan kind of gave us a little peek behind the curtain and said that whenever he grades these players, he literally, does, in plus or minus, there's no minuses. <laughs> um like, he just does his job. He's very, very big, um, takes up a lot, a lot of space. But, man, he had a 31-inch vertical. That's pretty impressive for a 325-pound big man. And, you know, he's a San Francisco kid from El Cerrito High School. I put out some of his basketball highlights. You heard me right. 6'3", 325 basketball highlights. He was a baller. Averaged 29 points in varsity basketball. The dude could play. Um, so lots of versatility, but you know, he's going to be a guard. I don't think that he's going to be a center. It's possible. He's going to be a guard. That That's just where he sits. Um, now let's bring up, let's go to our next one. Here we go, man. Trey Sermon. It's Sunday. Time for a sermon, baby. <laughs> um, and I see this question from Matthew. This is interesting. You know, Matthew asks, do the running back draft, spit, draft picks spell the end of the road for Hasty, vice president of the Hasty fan club? I'm with you, Matthew. I love Hasty. I don't think it does. Is it harder for him? Yeah, your rear, you bet your rear end it does. It's, so if you just look at the numbers, that's a tough room. Now, Kyle Shanahan came out and said, look, every year we have been here, we have gone through at least four running backs. Now, the cool thing about Hasty is I think that you can keep him on the practice squad. So even if Hasty doesn't make it, you'll be able to keep Hasty around a little bit. 
Uh, Wayne Gallman, that one's going to be a little bit rough. You just brought him in, but I, I don't think that they were planning on getting two running backs. In fact, we know they weren't. Um, that we, they talk about that in the press conference. We didn't plan on getting two running backs. We just had a higher grade, and we couldn't believe you know Elijah was there. We'll talk about him a little bit later. But let's talk about Trey Sermon because it's one thing to draft a running back in the third round. They drafted him high. It's another thing to trade up and go get this running back. So it's not like they settled on Trey Sermon. That couldn't be further from the truth. They traded with a division opponent to go get this guy. They traded with the Rams. So they went up and got this guy. Huge target for him. Now again, back-to-back picks. Does this fit the Kyle Shanahan mode, the, the zone kind of burner scheme? He doesn't. The first three picks you can talk about are, are trend breakers for Kyle Shanahan. You get Trey Lance. You know, he's not a Hurt Cousins, whatever. He could have got Mac Jones. Nope. Hell no. Uh, he's going for dynamic, right? Could have got Creed Humphrey, perfect scheme fit, guard center that Shanahan usually likes. Nope. He goes big. Could have got the burner. There was Michael Carter was there. There were lots of, you know, Ken Gainwell was there on the board. Burner, zone type players. Nope. Went for the bigger dude, Trey Sermon. So it's quite interesting, and his game tape is fun. This morning I did my very first full breakdown on his game against Northwestern, which he only had like 311 yards in one game. Uh, He took over that whole game. Uh, (laughs) He was incredible. Contact balance and vision. I I think vision is the best thing that he offers. He's really, really good at seeing where he's supposed to go. So uh, here's Kyle Shanahan. Why Trey Sermon, even though it's different? I I look at it as... You know, you're just trying to find NFL backs that you always feel you have guys who have the ability to be a starter. You know, we've never looked for a one-back, a two-back, a three-back, a four-back. We we always look for guys that we think can, can play as a starter, whether they are or not. I mean, if you look at our third back, the last two years they've had about 38 or something percent of our carries, um, sometimes because of injuries, sometimes of just rotations, how it worked out. And I think that's I think that's been pretty – that's been by far over anyone else in the NFL. So, um, you know, we have – Two guys who have played for us that have, have done really well, um, bringing in another guy that um, we're looking to help us too. We have some young guys who haven't really done it yet, but we'll see. And to be able to add Trey to this group um, with his skill set, what we think he can do. I mean, you just add him in the mix and you see how it unfolds. But, you know, we got some good guys we believe in, um, but we've also feel like we've gone through about four backs four years in a row here, really every year except our first year. Um, so that's something, you know, with losing two guys in free agency, Adam one, uh, that's something that we felt we needed to address at some time in this draft. And, you know, I, I think that this is kind of what's key here. You know, we were, if you watch the broadcast with us, we were, we were having a really good time. You know, we, we, we understood kind of what the 49ers approach was and we wanted them to get Trey Lance. They got Trey Lance. Then the biggest needs were cornerback and wide receiver. They didn't go that in the second and third rounds. Uh, they did corner late in the third. But instead, they focused on shoring up the offense, right? You go get a guard. That was huge. That's a starter. You go get Trey Sermon. He's not going to be the first one out there, but I guarantee he's going to be getting starter snaps. It's going to be. This is going to be a two-man race. You're, I mean, if everybody's healthy in the running back room, it's Mostert and Sermon. Shanahan loves flipping running backs. There's no doubt about that. And then, you know, you could throw in some Jeff Wilson there, which, again, he's versatile. He can He's great in the pass game, great pass protection, great in goal line, all that stuff. 
So if everything stays perfect, you know, it's going to be Mostert 1A, Sermon 1B, and then you've got a little bit of change of direction direction with Wilson. Well, what do you do with all these other guys? He just told you. <laughs> we go through four a year. And we run the ball as much, if not more, than everybody else, especially with this transition and getting Trey Lance. You're going to probably run the ball a little bit more. Um, so you get those guys, and you're getting some top-tier talent there. Um, now, I, I do want to jump to this trade, okay? Because I thought that this was huge. I, I really, really did, and I like the trade. Uh, you traded two fours to jump up to get this guy. Trading up for a running back. Now, on the broadcast, I said, do not trade up for a running back. I don't believe in that. And But I did say they're going to trade up. I, we nailed the exact spot where they traded up to, which was awesome. And my buddy Charles, he said, man, Trey, Trey Sermon would be perfect here. So if you combined us together, we kind of nailed this one. I didn't think it was going to be for running back. I was shocked by that. But here's John Lynch just talking about this trade and kind of how that worked out for him. They went in there. Um, you do all the preparation. Uh, you go through as many possible scenarios um, that you can. But then, um, you know, as they say, a, a game breaks out and, and the draft breaks out and you try to try to move around. And I think what happened at 43, we had a lot of players that we still liked. Now, I don't know if you guys will believe me or not, but had we stayed pat at 43, Aaron Banks was our choice. So to be able to move back five spots, pick up 121 that we later moved, uh, used to, to uh, move up to get Trey Sermon was really a uh, an added bonus for us. And so um, that's that's what makes this thing fun. And, uh, you know, I, I, I really feel, Nick, like we, we got better today. And I, I think we... Uh, we moved well. We worked as a as a as a unit well up there to encourage each other to be patient, and um, it was a it was a really good day for the Niners. And so, man, again, we wanted the trade back in the second, and we wanted to jump back up in the third. I said they're going to pick three players on day two. We nailed that. And so you're starting to get you've got a little bit of a track record now with this team, and you can kind of understand how they're going. We nailed the positions for the most part. The players were way off on, outside of Trey Lance, of course. So you got that trade. That worked out pretty well. I do want to get to a couple comments. Again, we do have our giveaway coming up here in just a couple minutes. Uh, the Trey Lance. I tell you, what, I want to extend hashtag countdown crew. So again, if you, if you want this shirt, the Trey area, all you got to do, comment right now. Comment again. I don't care. I haven't picked a winner yet. Hashtag CC. Hashtag CC countdown crew. Get it in there. Come on, guys. Get that t-shirt. Um, now... One, I love this question, Mr. Superfly. He says, I'm very glad everyone on the team is alive today because Kyle Shanahan said there might not be a case. Uh, that's right. No, Who knows Google will be alive on Sunday? Uh, well, two things about that comment. One, we're still here. Two, so is Jimmy Garoppolo. He's not going anywhere. And so for the people that were so anxious to get moving, and I understand the need for closure, <laughs> even from a fan's perspective. All right, we traded up. We got our quarterback of the future. Let's move on. Let's see it now. No. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Terrell Rice, he has this question here. Let's say the 49ers have a bye week, week five. Okay, We don't know yet. March 13th here in two short weeks, we'll be getting the schedule out for the 49ers. Trust me, we'll do a full breakdown of the schedule and all that stuff. Planning to do a couple road trip um, live break uh, events. Um, trying to get some... Stuff in the works where we're going to host some parties on some road games. So, again, if that's you, uh, I'm pretty excited about this. We got a lot of stuff coming up for the 49ers Rush podcast. But here's his question. How comfortable or confident 
would you be if Trey made his de- debut after the bye week? I know you said you don't want a rookie start in week one. I do not. Do not. Jimmy Garoppolo starts week one, guaranteed. And the plan, okay, there's a difference between plan and what happens. The plan should be, hey, this is, uh, you're learning this year. This is Jimmy Garoppolo 2021. That's the plan. And hopefully Jimmy says, all right, I'm going to make the best out of this. This is an audition year for another team and another contract. If Jimmy balls out, that helps him. Because he's going to get a new deal for whatever team trades for him. And what he does this year is going to depend, determine his market value. Okay, That's what you want to do. That's best case scenario. Now, let's be real. If Jimmy struggles or gets banged up at all, that switch is made. That's going to happen. And so the what you put out there, Mr. Rice, is switch at the bye week. That's the same thing we saw with Miami last year, right? You had Fitzpatrick, and they were balling out, man. They were like six, or three and one, four and one. They were they were doing really well. And they decided, hey, bye weeks up, we're switching. Even though Fitzpatrick's been doing great, we got to see what we got in this rookie. 49ers aren't going to be in that same case because if you remember the Jeremy Tun- or the Laramie Tunsil trade, they had a top five pick in the upcoming draft, so they were back in the quarterback market if they wanted to. So it was a little bit more of an audition for them. We're not auditioning Trey. We are married to Trey. There is no changing Trey, okay? You traded three first-round picks to get this guy. Or you could say you traded two future first-round picks and you use your first-round pick. That's fine. I hate the semantics argument, but I already know it's going to show up in the chat every single time I bring it up. People always say that. We didn't trade three. We traded two. Well, we gave five picks. We got one kid. So you can figure that out. Three firsts and a third. So we gave four and we got one back. There we go. I think we're okay. Covering my bases. But, yeah, I'd be okay with that. Um, But, again, that's something that Kyle Shanahan's going to have to determine in practice. Now, this, this is widely known. Jimmy Garoppolo is not a good practice quarterback. He's a gamer. And so, Trey Lance, what if? Trey Lance comes out, and it's very clear from the outset, this kid's way better. This kid is way better. If that's the case, I'm telling Jimmy, you're on a game-by-game basis, and you just turn up the pressure on Jimmy. You say, you know what, Jimmy? We're going to give you week one. You don't ball out. We're making that switch at halftime. And so you just turn up that pressure. I think that's what you got to do, but it determines on what you see in practice, right? Go back to the Seattle Seahawks. They go pay all that money for that quarterback. Man, who was it that they got? Who was the Seahawks quarterback that they signed for all that money? I don't remember who it was. They draft Russell Wilson in the third, right? And then what happens next is (laughs) Russell Wilson just blows everybody out of the water. And so (laughs) whenever that happens, they say, you know what? We're just running with Russell Wilson. Or probably the best case scenario is don't have to look too far from the previous or two quarterbacks before for the Bison, Carson Wentz. Trade up, you get Carson Wentz, you have Sam Bradford, you're gonna just going to rest Wentz. Well, Teddy Bridgewater rips his knee in half in Minnesota. They have a playoff team. You bend them over the barrel, and you get a first-round pick for Sam Bradford? What? That's best-case scenario. That And so the image that Kyle Shanahan and this front office are going to put out there about, you know, just everything is... This is Jimmy Garoppolo's team because you're raising Jimmy Garoppolo's market value. They said in the the press conference, look, if 
we we, we want to keep Jimmy unless we got blown away by an offer. So you're still hoping that happens. So let's say somebody, I don't know, tears an ACL, God forbid. I don't ever want anybody to get injured. But if a playoff team gets hurt, they hurt their quarterback, man, yeah. The very first call anybody's going to make is to the 49ers. What's it going to cost for Jimmy Garoppolo? But guess what, man? Your first round next year, that's what it's going to cost. And maybe that deal happens. That would be incredible. That's best case scenario, right? But you can't put out in the public, oh, Jimmy Garoppolo's stinking it up in practice, and Trey Lance, he's taking over. You do that now, that value for Garoppolo goes down. So, again, you got to think about kind of what everything happens with Coach Kyle Shanahan. He wants (laughs) – it's closed door, man. 49ers don't leak. And so that's kind of what it's going to be for a, for a long, long time. Um, so, yeah, we'll take that. Now, back to the draft. Let's get to our next guy. We stay all the way at pick 102. I thought we might trade up, but I love this pick. You know, we go get a cornerback out of Michigan, Ambry Thomas, and athletic profile is exactly as Emmanuel Mosley, 5'11", 190, 4'4", speed. I mean, he looks exactly like him, plays like him, whatever else. And he's a lot of fun, um, and he's exactly what we needed is one of those high-ceiling corners that can kind of do it all inside, outside, and there's not a lot of film on him. So him and Trey Lance, right? These guys don't have that much. Really, no film. Once. He has 401 coverage snaps in his career. Hasn't played that much. Um, but the one year he did play, he was pretty awesome. So here's John Lynch talking about this new corner. We said we wanted corners. We got two of them. So you got to be happy about that. Some people, obviously, you know, Asante Samuel Jr. was on the board when we traded back. Um, that that was kind of a rough one for me, but that's okay. We got Ambry Thomas, and I knew this, this draft was peppered with developmental corners in the third and fourth. And that's why I kept saying, you know, during mock draft season and all that stuff, man, you don't have to go corner early. There's so many guys that fit this bill late. And here's John Lynch. Um, was a guy who really gained steam, I think, through the process with us. I, I uh, give a lot of ke- credit to, uh, you know, Adam Peters. He kind of championed him. And, um, you know, you you look at, uh, at outside corner, and there were the guys up top. And, um, and then, you know, it was like, okay, you know, Adebo was another one of them. Um, but after that went, then it, it, you know, early on we were saying, okay, where, where would it be next? And, and Adebo, or excuse me, Ambry Thomas was a guy we really grew fond of throughout the process. Um, he opted out this year, you know, so you didn't get a chance to see him play. And again, um, you know, one thing we really tried to do was give a fair look to these guys. I, I think sometimes it was really easy to say, hey, he opted out. Some people even went as far as, well, he doesn't love football if he opted out. No, I'm a, I'm a father of a kid who played on a college football team this year. Uh, the plans were so up in the air. I don't blame any of these kids for having opted out with going through what we did. And Ambry is a, a kid that, you know, we were able to talk as the process went deep and we started to really have a liking for him. We talked to Michael Zordich, who's a guy contemporary of mine in, in the league and um, played safety at a really high level. I respect his opinion. He thought the world of him. He, he He's a guy guy who ran in the high four threes. I think his greatest asset uh, is poise at the moment of truth. When that ball's in the air, he has an ability to locate it, um, which is um, not as as, uh, as easy to find as you might think for DBs. Uh, you know, as they say, there's a reason they're playing defense. And um, Ambry has a good skill for being very poised when the ball's in the air. 
And uh, we think he can be a good fit with us. And, and uh, we were really fired up to be able to get him. He's a Michigan kid from Detroit. We were worried Detroit had the pick in front of us. And we started getting worried right there that uh, they may take him. But, but uh, they took another corner, and we were very happy to have him. Yeah, happy to have him. It kind of is what the, the clip kind of ended there. But Ambry Thomas, it's interesting because I think of our corners, we have three corners, right? Yeah, Jason Ferret and Kwan Williams. They're starting. There's no question about that. They are the starters. Manuel Mosley, I think the job is his, but if Ambry balls out and proves that he could be a guy, he's taking Emmanuel Mosley's spot. We already saw that last year, right? Um, so that's one of those things that's going to be interesting. He doesn't need to start right now. And so he, this is a guy who hasn't played in a year, okay? He opted out, but he's going to be able to work his way in there. And I think he's going to be the starting kick returner day one. Um, very, very good kick returner. Average over 20 yards per return um, on 39 kickoff returns. So he's pretty dang good there. So I, I like it. Um, it. It's a great pick. I didn't get through a lot of film with him initially. I will. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be watching some film. Also got to say this. Um, before I give away this uh, T-shirt, it's about time to give away this T-shirt. We have our post-draft Zoom hangout tonight for our Patreon Jerry Rice tier members. Man, it, this has turned into one of the favorite times uh, every single every time we do it. It's absolutely incredible. Awesome group of people just get together, chit-chat. That's going to be tonight at 6.30. Tonight, 6.30 p.m., Pacific time. Um, we're having a Zoom hangout. We're just going to chit chat. We're going to talk through these guys, maybe watch some film, uh, all that kind of stuff. And just like, how do you feel? Therapy session, you know, battles moving forward. We just chit chat for like an hour. It's incredible. So if you want to be a part of that, go to patreon.com, join the Jerry Rice tier. And we do this every month. You get everything else. You get all the videos. You get all the giveaways that we talk about. But you also get to hang out and meet some other cool people. And it's, it's turned into a lot of fun. So that's tonight at 6.30 p.m. Again, we're recording this Sunday. So Sunday night, 6.30 p.m. Now, let's give this away. Here we go. Um, the Trey to the Bay t-shirt goes to it again. All you got to do, hashtag CC. If you haven't hit that uh, notification bell, we do these things all the way, uh, all the time. Chrissy1687, congratulations, Chrissy with a K, uh, 1687. Um, go ahead, reach out to me, um, at JL underscore Chapman on Twitter, or you can email us as always, 49ers Rush Podcast at gmail.com. And yeah, we'll get that taken care of and we'll get that sent out to you. So now, the next thing that I want to talk about here. And actually, I want to talk about this question because it makes me laugh. Scott put this in there. Um, he said, John, have you heard about Schefter still refusing to concede the fact Mac Jones wasn't even on Shanahan and, or Shanahan Lynch's radar? He was on the radar. But yeah, I love Schefter. I think he's incredible. Um, there a lot of those kind of insiders or whatever you want to call them, they're incredible. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks you can turn ten dollars into a thousand with basketball hockey college basketball entries today on prize picks america's number one fantasy sports app and here's what's great it, it you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country including california texas and georgia on top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props, 
Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis, more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. But yeah, the egos, that's a big part of this business. Um, Whether it's podcasters, you know, to a lesser extent, you know, I, I talk to all these guys. You learn pretty damn quick. Some people can't handle criticism whatsoever. Yeah, it's their own thing. And Schefter prides himself on never being wrong. That's his thing, which it's ridiculous. We have Kyle Shanahan on record saying, yeah, I don't know where all that talk came from. That wasn't, it was Lance from day one. Um, and anyway, it, they're never going to be, <laughs> it, it, it's what it is, man. And now all the Mac Jones truthers have gone from, oh, it's Mac Jones, Mac Jones, Mac Jones. To now it's, oh, well, Trey Lance is just Taysom Hill, and he's a run-first quarterback. Again, 100% wrong. <laughs> Grasp me, that's wrong. That's not what he is. You haven't watched the film. Um, it's not there. You can criticize and not – it's okay to not like the Trey Lance pick. Like, that doesn't – that's not an issue. But to double down and try to pull a kid down whenever <laughs> – you were wrong and you didn't get the guy you want. That's like the little kid. Well, if I'm not, you know, captain and I don't get to pick all the teams, I want to take my ball and go home. That's what you're doing. In every fan base has them. But, man, it's pretty damn hard to listen to your head coach say these things about this kid, trade up all that draft capital to go get him, then draft to bolster the offense and not be excited. I don't know. I don't understand. But – it's 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 what it is now back to the guys we did pick this is important i couldn't believe this one and jalen moore tackle slash guard he played tackle for western michigan again not the first time western michigan tackle he was a tight end in high school that's joe staley right there man the same school uh very similar measurables he's six four three eleven Curious to see how they're going to want him to bulk up to that guard spot. But Shanahan said, you know, ideally, uh, we wanted to play guard. Indicative of that, like, uh, you know, Jalen Jalen Moore, our, our first pick in the fifth, I, our intention wasn't to take a guard. It was that he, he really was the guy that we had uh, the, the highest grade on. And and uh, we don't just purely go by grades. We go by how, how people feel in that room and how convicted we all are. And uh, we felt great conviction there. So... I think at this point we weren't married to uh, certain positions. In some cases, yeah, you have a need, you you got to try to fill it. But we just we just kind of I think uh, Jalen uh, Elijah probably uh, fit into that category where they were the best players right there at that point. And and uh, you know and and when you can do both, which I think we did with Lenore and uh, Hufanga, then it then it really lines up. And, and so 
This tells us a lot. One, talk about the kid. He's good. He's very, very raw. He, he, he's, he's very good, but he struggled. He gets his quarterbacks hit a little bit too much. Now, again, he's played three straight years. And so listen to all these pass snaps, 464 pass snaps in 2018, uh, 475 in 2019, 188 in 2020, abbreviated season. So he's got a lot of uh, snaps under his belt, but he's also given up a lot of sacks and quarterback hits for a draftable player. Gave up three sacks this year, two in 2019, two in 2018. So that that's problematic. But again, you're in the fifth round. This is a developmental guy. That you go off of, again, John Lynch just said, we had a lot higher grade on him. Because you can see the positives. You know, going through some film, I haven't done a lot. But you you see some plays and you're just like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's consistency issue, right? Why is this guy being drafted in the third third day? Eh, because it's not consistent. So you get glimpses, you get peaks of what they can do. And then you say, all right, if we can get him here, this kid ain't going to play this year. He's not going to play. I mean, he's going to have to beat out, uh, one, Aaron Banks is going to start at right guard. But then the backup is is going to be Brunskill. He's going to back up all three interior spots. And then I think you got Justin School on the outside. I think they're going to move McKivitz back outside. I, I really, really do. Uh, they drafted him as a tackle, the, the kid out of West Virginia last year. They wanted him at tackle, but they moved him to guard just because tackle kind of got shored up and whatever else. But I, I would not be shocked Kivitz goes to tackle, competes there. Jalen Moore, he's going to fight for one of these guard spots because, again, you look next year, Lakin Tomlinson's deal's up next year. He's a possibility for an extension this year, but he's going to have to play his way into it. And Daniel Brunskill, I think this is the last year of his deal as well. So uh, that's going to be an interesting one there as well. I like Jalen Moore. I think he's a lot of fun. Another Michigan guy. Um, again, another baller. These athletic interior linemen averaged 17.2 points per game in basketball. Uh, he was a tight end. So you get another one of these guys, these athletic big dudes. He is big, 6'4", 3'11". He could add a lot of weight. That dude could be 330 with ease. You look at him and you're just like, whoa. Um, yeah, he's, he, he's, he's athletic. I'll say that, uh, needless to say. Now, uh, let's go next pick here. Um, out of Oregon, I'm sure I'm going to mess up his name, Diamadror, uh, Lenore. They call him a Demo, uh, but another better football player than he is a corner. 5'10", 199, ran a 4.4440, so he's got top-end speed. Three-year starter, ball skills are good, 27 pass breakups, five interceptions as a three-year starter. Um, and again, he grew up in Southern California, went to Salesian High School, um, so played quarterback, running back, wide receiver, DB, All-American out of high school. Uh, really, really fun player. And he is an alpha mentality type of a guy. So if you want, if you uh, just put this in perspective, whatever he did his press call, with um, all the beat reporters, no shirt on, <laughs> walking around outside, talking on his cell phone. So um, he's he's going to be a fun one in, in the press room. So uh, really, really fun guy. And the question was asked, okay, is he an inside or outside guy? You got Ombre, Tho Ombre Thomas, um, Ambry Thomas, sorry, um, as an outside guy. Where's Demo fit? Is he inside, outside, both? What's that look like? And here's what they had to say. Demo, it's he's not he's not a nickel only. 
um, which means that he could play outside or inside. Uh, he'll come in here and try to figure that out and learn it, but he's got the skill set to where uh, he has the ability to play either one. So he can kind of do both, and so that's key. Also, you know, another interesting thing about him is really, really close friends with Richard Sherman, friend of the family, um, all that stuff there. So uh, he's got that kind of connection there, which is awesome. And so really, really like this kid. He is a gamer. He's a talker. Like he is a football player who happens to play cornerback. That's kind of what he does. So uh, I like the pick. It fits. Um, again, we're going to do an episode on each one of these guys. And let, we're going to deep dive into the film and all that stuff. That's going to be there for you. Now, next guy, huge fan favorite. This guy's incredible. Another amazing name. Talanoa Ufonga uh, out of USC. Um, just freaking awesome. So fun, and just before I play this this clip, and this kind of tell you everything you need to know about him, when he was asked what his goals are, again, this is a late-round pick, fifth-rounder, he said he wants to be a Pro Bowl special team player his rookie year. That's his goal, and that's where he's going to get on the field. He's a safety, linebacker hybrid, but, man, make no mistake, uh, listen to this quote from Kyle Shedahan about Hufanga. Hufanga is love him at safety. It's like a linebacker. Um, you know, it's his mentality is, uh, he's an old school badass, as we say. So <laughs> we're, we're excited to get him here. Um, see what he can do on special teams. Hopefully he can earn a role there first to start. Um, we'll try him at safety. Um, if it's better at linebacker, that'll eventually happen too, but we're excited to get the football player. And, you know, just doing some background stuff. Here's the issue. Absolute gamer, Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. He flashes around the screen. I mean, the player comp that everybody uses is Troy Polamalu, obviously with the Samoan kind of background and all that kind of stuff, Tonga background. Oh, man, I don't, I don't want to upset anybody there. Oh, I got that one wrong. Uh, that's got to he, – he, he looks the part. But major injury history. Major injury history, okay? Right collarbone in 2018. Right collarbone in 2019. They installed a steel plate so that it wouldn't dislocate again Then or break again. Then he dislocated that same right shoulder again in 2019 and had a couple concussions. So there's some issues there. But again, this is a late fifth-round pick. This is where you're getting these guys. This is a gamer. He's going to be on every special teams thing. That, that's what he's going to do. 49ers special teams unit has been trash. Since his front office and coaching staff showed up. It's been awful. Um, bottom five of every year, five years in a row. So I like that they're addressing some of these things. Maybe he can play into a starting spot at the safety position. If he stays healthy, we'll see. Uh, but he's fun, man. You, you want to watch something and, you know, get excited? Um, go watch this kid. Uh, he, he is a lot, a lot of fun. So... Um, and I like him. I'll just be honest with you. Again, another baller. Man, we keep getting these these basketball players. He was an all-state basketball and football player. So um, we, we're, we're liking the athleticism, man. So for you guys that have kiddos that are athletes, man, tell them. Don't focus on one sport. That's the worst thing you could do. You need to compete and diversify kind of what you do. Not that your goal should be, you know, uh, NFL or whatever else. But if, if your goal is just athletics, if anybody tells you you need to focus on basketball or football, wrong. <laughs> Former coach. That's the dumbest thing anybody can tell you. Usually the people that tell you that, their self-interest are tied to that, and they're just thinking about themselves, not thinking about the kid. Anyway, I'll stop talking. Um, now, real quick, from uh, here's another question. 
um, from Miller. He says, do you think that we run the ball 60% of the time? Look like we could do some special things on offense this year. Looking forward to seeing what Kyle has planned. That's what we should do. I mean, if you go to our season podcast and kind of our tips of the game, you run that ball 30 times, baby, you win if you're the 49ers. And so what are you doing here? What are you building? You get a dominant run guard. You go get another guard later on. You trade up for a big physical running back. You draft a quarterback that is, again, at 1,100 yards rushing in one season, Trey Lance. So you're adding all these extra pieces. You're right. And you look at the wide receiver position, guess what? We didn't touch it. Everybody was like, second-round wide receiver, second-round wide receiver. Nope. Didn't touch the wide receiver position. And the break trends even more, not one D lineman. Not one D lineman. And so the question was asked, and I want to talk about this. Why no edge? And why no wide receiver? Because I think it alludes to what you're saying there, Miller. Yeah, run the damn ball. I think that's one thing that's uh, always tough with the the draft from fan standpoint or people just watching it. It's everyone thinks you know the needs, and a lot of people are accurate with certain things, but you don't go into the draft just picking everything you want. You know, there's a huge evaluation. You don't know who's going to get there. Yes, there's some positions you want more than others. So if some guys are in the same area of talent and stuff, uh, you always go with the need. Um, but it doesn't always work out that way. You know, you don't always expect of, we didn't go into this draft thing, we're going to take two running backs. Um, and that's who we really liked where that was. Um, so I wouldn't say to look into that any more than that. I mean, I would always like to take a receiver. I would always like to take an edge rusher. Um, but it's got to be a guy that you think can make your team. And so that all depends on where that round fell and what was there when we got there. You know, he goes he goes more in depth, and he basically says a big reason why we didn't draft a wide receiver is we didn't think they beat out the six guys we already have. We have six NFL wide receivers is what he said, Kyle Shanahan. And we're hoping to get some guys back. Now, here's the question. Who's coming back? We all know who I want. And as soon as this draft was over, I tweeted out, I guess Jalen Hurd and Juwan Jennings are healthy now. <laughs> because, because I mean, who who's there? Travis Benjamin, your wide receiver three? River Craycraft? Richie James? Richie James probably is the, the, the one. But if one of those other two guys are healthy, we haven't seen them. They've been out two years in a row. So here's John Lynch talking because it got brought up. You didn't draft anybody. Is Jalen Hurd healthy? Jalen's rehab uh, is going well. Uh, we're eager to get him back here, you know, because he's been uh, he's been rehabbing away. But we check in regularly, and uh, he's he's doing a nice job with his rehab. So um, you know, we're excited about that. You know, I think um, he. Jalen's always been a hard worker and uh, has just had some some tough luck with that stuff. And, um, you know, he'll continue to work hard, and and we think he'll be ready to go. Um, who was the second one? Yeah, anyway, that's the one I wanted to focus on. If, and this is a huge if, if Jalen Hurd is able to play and you don't rely on that, as bonus if he does, whoo, I mean, how? oh, my gosh. It's going to be absolutely incredible. Um, if Jalen Hurd can play, watch out. 
just watch the hell out. Uh, do want to give a shout out to the recovery. Uh, appreciate the gift, sir. Much appreciated. He said, hey, John, always love the shows. Uh, really impressed with Jimmy texting Lance. I've always liked Jimmy. I hope he plays great this year. I'm with you. Yeah, um, a big reason why I went later today than I usually do on Sundays is because the 49ers, um, they released an interview of Trey Lance uh, just at, at noon, usually whenever I try to go live on Sundays. And so I wanted to watch that, and I, uh, there were lots of other people watching and whatever else. And they asked him, like, man, what was it like after you got drafted and whatever else? And he said, Jimmy was the one of the first people to text me from the team. And he's like, that meant a lot to me. This is Trey Lance. I'm paraphrasing, obviously, poorly. But he said, you know, it meant a lot to me because there, it, there was no animosity. It meant the relationship's going to be good. I'm going to get to learn from him. And so, man, you're getting these two guys that put the team first. That's incredible because you have to understand it's in Jimmy's best interest to be to be the guy, um, you know what I mean? To be the guy that helps this kid and whatever else. You don't want to create animosity. All the players love Jimmy Garoppolo. All the players love him. He doesn't throw anybody under the bus ever. Um, you know, he had the date with the adult star, whatever else. Outside of that, find one negative that the guy's done off the field. I don't even think that's really a negative. You live your life, man. But a distraction, I guess you could say, is probably the better way to say it. Everybody loves Jimmy. Um, look how hard New England, who ha was forced to trade him because of Tom Brady and Robert Kraft, they were trying to get him back. They were trying to get him back. Uh, they didn't want to get rid of him. And so uh, that's what it is. <laughs> uh, we, got, we got a celebrity sighted in here. At host Chuck B just joined the chat. He was the gentleman that uh, <laughs> broadcast with us during the draft. Awesome guy. And he said, and this is from Chuck B himself. He says, quote, Hush Ch host Chuck B, the real highlight of the draft show. Just pure class and humbleness. Class, 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 class. That is you, Chuck B. Thank you, brother. Appreciate all you did. He he crushed it, man. He na he nailed the Trey Sermon thing. Um, I mean, he was on top of it. He's an Eagles guy, but uh, he's a closet 49ers fan. Let's be honest. Now, let's go back real quick to the last player that we drafted, and that is running back Elijah Mitchell out of Louisiana. This one's interesting. We already had a running back. Running back room was full. You go get another one? That tells you this was a value pick, that they were really, really high on this guy. And shout out to Bobby Turner, the running backs coach. He has been denied running back talent for a long time, coaching with the 49ers. All we have is undrafted free agents. Um, now he gets, you know, they sign Wayne Gallman, who is a fourth rounder. Then they go trade up for Trey Sermon in the third. Then they get Elijah Mitchell later on, 5'11", uh, you know, 5'11", 210 pounds, you know, stout, Again, another tall running back, 4.38 speed. He's a lot, a lot of fun. And I do want to give a shout out to Brian Carter. Um, you know, he sent over some of his draft notes, so they're pretty dang good. I liked it. Um, legit breakaway speed guy, big play threat. That's kind of what he does. He's much more of a zone fit scheme, the traditional type that Kyle Shanahan goes after. Uh, that's what he does. Jump cuts, all that kind of stuff. Runs hard, uh, but not a lot of power, um, but he is always moving forward. And so I, I do like that. No serious injury history or anything there. That's Elijah Mitchell. Now, uh, you know, we talked about this earlier. Running backs, they're, they're going to be a little tight. <laughs> going to be a little tight, that room. It's going to be so competitive. And again, you just got to wait. Injuries happen. And I'll tell you this. Would I be shocked 
a couple years from now, that running back room is Eliza Mitchell and Trey Sermon. Might not be this year, but next year, Mostert last year of his deal. Wayne Gallman, one-year deal. Jeff Wilson, one-year deal. So you've got these guys and you're bringing them back. Man, there's going to be some turnover at that position. And so if you're you fantasy people out there, these are two guys that you can get. Elijah Mitchell is going to be almost free. You get him, you hold on to him. He's going to pay dividends. You just got to wait. Whoever the running back is in the backfield of Kyle Shanahan offense is going to be great. Just got to wait because he's going to get a shot. There's no doubt about that. Um, so that's going to do it for us today. Um, man, this was fun. It was nice talking about this stuff. I'm jumping back into the film. As soon as I get off of this, I'm going to go try to get another breakdown done today before tonight. Uh, we got our Zoom hangout, man. Come on. Check it out. Come check it out. You don't want to. You don't like it. You decide it's not for you. You want your money back. Whatever else, I got you. Um, it's a way to support the podcast and allow us to do a lot more things. Again, we're trying to set up at least two out of town events on the road where the 49ers are going. Um, events, fan hangouts. Try to do some autograph signings from some uh, 49ers that are in that area. Um, and so usually the 49ers and you know a lot of famous people kind of travel with them. And so very similar to what we did at the Super Bowl. If you were with us at the Super Bowl, you know we got Frank Gore to come hang out, um, sign a bunch of autographs, did giveaways, just had a blast. It's a, just creating an environment for the fan base to be together. Um, that's what we're trying to set up. So things like this help us achieve those goals. Um, so that's kind of what we got. Oh, we got a gift here. Thank you. Uh, from breaking 80, um, stoked on Watkins. Yeah, man, I, I feel bad. I wanted to focus on the draft guys, but we got to talk about this. Um, stoked on Watkins elite contested catch and drop, uh, drop rates. Yeah. Bolden 2.0, your thoughts, Ben, I, I think you kind of nailed it. Wide receiver, Austin Watkins out of UAB Birmingham, the Blazers, um, yeah, the fact that we were able to get him as an undrafted free agent is huge because here's the thing. If we would have drafted Austin Watkins in the fifth round, everybody would say it was their favorite pick of the draft. We got him for free. He's big. Uh, again, 6'1", 210. He can play outside. He can play inside. Very strong through contact. So he is a contested catch, uh, lunch pail type wide receiver. Uh, not very, very fast. He ran a 4.55, which was way better than I thought. I was expecting 4.6, 4.7s for him. One drop on 100 catchable passes over his college career. Again, shout out to Brian Carter for some of that work that he got done for us. Really appreciate it, brother. I like it. Um, and so, you know, we have one every year, and I love it, man. There is always one undrafted free agent we fall in love with, and we follow that. Um, there is no doubt who it's going to be. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, wide receiver Austin Watkins this year. We also brought in Justin Hilliard, linebacker, 6'1", 230. Lots of major injury history, but very, very talented. So th there's that. Also brought in a tight end. Um, so Josh Peterson. Have, I, don't, I don't know much about him outside of uh, he is Doug Peterson's son. Uh, that, that's about it. I haven't gone over his film. But, yeah, so you're getting some NFL-type whatever – kiddos going on there which is kind of fun it's pretty cool so that's what we got going on um a lot of fun guys appreciate it uh, had another giveaway man reach out to me so i can get you guys all that content uh get mailed out to you and again we've got our hangout tonight gonna be a lot of fun really appreciate everybody you guys are the absolute best and as always it's easy after this draft stay strong faithful
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.